Hmm, that's weird. That's weird. Kind of weary me out. You are a sad, strange little man. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's just crazy. Isn't that weird? That's weird, man. It's strange. What's up, campers? Welcome back to episode 64 of Camp Strange. I am your camp counselor, Alex Tobin. And I'm your other camp counselor, David Stokes. And we're back to bring the spooky, wacky, weird, strange, and uh, tasteful. Mm. Tasteful? Yeah, I mean, that works with my news story. Okay, well, I'll, I'll let you... Before we go into these news stories, <laughs> I tell you, before we go into these longer stories, we like to catch you up on the news. So, David, please tell us your weird news that you have for you us. You can now eat fried chicken that tastes like, and in quotes, girls' feet. No, wait, what? Yeah. Gorillas or girls? Girls. Okay, what is... <laughs> so many questions. So, one, what do girls' feet taste like? Two, what do they do differently to the chicken? Three, who wants to buy this? Four... When you'd rather just have a regular foot if you like to taste it, not like eating a foot, but like, I don't know. Why am I defending this? Well, it is. If you would, you want to guess what country this is coming from? Oh, it's not. It's not in America. Um, where do they like feet? Uh, China. It's it's not so much where do they like feet. It's more of where will a KFC make uh flavoring of this? China japan they got some okay they got some kinky stuff over there in asia so yeah i believe it yep it's uh it's a new flavor called uh girl's soul and it's not with a u <laughs> girls. i thought it was possessed chicken there's a girl's soul trapped in that no nope, you don't gotta pay the troll toll for this soul okay so there it's feet it's feet that taste like chicken it's chicken that tastes like feet fried chicken oh, no 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 like no girls. no tastes like girl's feet that's the weird thing being the more specific you get with it the worse it is that's like just like a marketing thing right where it's like the girls feed so guys because they know that their market is like weird guys who like the taste of girls feed because girls are probably just like nah i'm good i'm nah i don't want that you know even if they like the taste of feet they probably just be like i'm definitely not going to go to a kfc and order that in public yeah this so right here i'm going to read this to you yep you read that door dashed Yep, you read that right. This fetish-inspired flavor claims to mimic the smell and stickiness of the <gasps> underside of a young woman's oh. foot, thanks to natto, um, a type of fermented soybean placed over the chicken. Yo, that is so fucking disgusting. Yep. Did you just say the the smell and stickiness or the taste and stickiness? Yeah, no, it says stickiness. Oh, my God. How sticky are people's feet? My feet I, are never new, sticky. That's a new one to me. My least, one of my least favorite things in the world is when I feel like I'm sticky. Like if I have, like if my yeah. hands feel sticky, I will freak the fuck out. Like I hate that feeling. You know what the other thing I really don't like is, you know, like when you walk. There's two things when you walk into like a place that's like deep frying food and your clothes smell like that deep fryer oil. Mm-hmm. Like you go to like a chicken and waffles yeah. place, like or the like, subway smell. Uh, I don't. I don't know anywhere in the world that makes you smell like anything like Subway. Oh, when you sandwiches. leave a Subway sandwich place, you smell like Subway. Oh, also, what I was thinking of is uh, campfire smell, which I like campfire smell, but yeah. when it, like it's in your hair. Yeah, that's like, uh like I'm sick of it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, that's weird when it. Uh, well, that's new. Yep. Hey, David, you want to go to Japan? Yep. You want to get some chicken? Mm. Ooh. Anyway, well, here's my new story because um, man has 12-centimeter flesh-eating tapeworm removed 
which had eaten his brain for 15 years. Which, if, th- if there's another thing that you did weren't scared of, here you go. Boy, I mean, you'd think he's got... That's that's a hell of a 15-year run by a fucking parasite. Yeah, um, I, well, I just lost the page because my computer crashed, motherfucker. But, good thing uh, you don't record. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Knock so... On wood. Oh, I got it back right here. So... This guy, Wang Lee, started to feel numbness down the left side of his body in 2007 and uh, continued to have health problems. So they went in and they found like a malignant brain tumor and they're like, okay, we're going to take this out and you're okay. But then he just still had like over the years, it worsened and he started to have seizures and blackouts. And so all that he, kind of stuff. he actually had a brain tumor. He, I think he did have like a mass in his brain. Um, okay. It was malignant. Was uh, it, what was it? Parasite poop? I don't know what it was. Like, maybe it was just coincidental. Maybe he just also had it. But, like, um, then they found out that he's having seizures and blackouts and stuff. So they did another scan, and they found a tapeworm. And the thing about tapeworms is, you know, like, if you try to remove them and, like, a bit gets stuck in there, they'll grow Mm -hmm. back to, like, they're, you know, they'll keep growing Some nasty motherfuckers. Yeah, and they're, like, eating parts of his brain. So they went in. Uh, they'd go to an operation and they had to make sure it was like a two hour procedure and they had to make sure to get all of it out because like you said, it's a risky surgery because if they leave it in there, they have to cut open his head again and take it back out. But luckily they got all of it out. Um, I just don't get how a tapeworm makes it all, all the way up to the, the brizzo. So the, the braino. Well, I think they said that he, this was a tapeworm that is usually found in the intestines of dogs and cats, but um, it was oh. in his body for some reason. And they said that if just do not drink wa- water in the wild unless it's been boiled. So uh-huh. I think it just might have went up his like spinal. Ne- I don't know. It's it's kind of disturbing. <clears throat> I fucking hate tape. Like, I don't like it. Tapeworms are so disgusting. Like so disgusting. I don't like it. That's worse than foot chicken. I'm more impressed that it lived that long. Yeah, well, I mean, what's I the I mean, if you don't disrupt its feeding, how long do those motherfuckers live? Probably until the host dies. Probably, or it's removed because it's probably it doesn't need a lot, you know. Hot diggity damn. Damn. So, um, yeah. So watch out for them. This is gross. We got a lot of gross <laughs> news stories today because mine's my next one's gross too. But I'll let you go first. This one isn't gross. Okay. Um. So uh, Pamela Anderson thinks Canadian criminals should only be allowed to eat vegan. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's. A, I was uh, gonna say the same thing, because yeah. criminals deserve to look healthy too. Well, I don't. Are they trying? I mean, you I, can, I don't get what they're trying to say. I don't either, and I wish I could. But when I click on the website, I get a "Hello there" waving emoji. Please allow ads on our site or buy <laughs> an ad removal pass. So I'm gonna say no. I, I don't want your ads. Uh, Narcity. I didn't know. Com. I didn't Go know fuck yourself. Pamela Anderson was Canadian. Yeah. I feel like they should prisoners. I feel like vegan food is pretty like expensive and healthy and like tasty. You know, I, I feel like criminals should be eating taco the the rejected Taco Bell meat. You know what I mean? Like the stuff I mean, that shit, doesn't even the, the stuff that does pass. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. You know, law abiding citizens eat that and they're not happy. But um, yeah, I don't know. That's a uh, it's a controversial statement. I'm not ready to put a lot more money into uh, the prison system that we already have. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I need some vegan food in my house. See, I can't tell if she's trying to support veganism or if she's trying to say that it's a punishment. I think she's trying to say, like, maybe it will change their brain chemistry to make them <laughs> stop being criminals. I don't doesn't really make sense to me boy i'm almost happy i can't read the article so we don't know what she's trying to say because it's more fun to think of what the hell she's trying to say <laughs> i mean it's not a great idea to have like a ton of like 
It's know, typically not a good idea to listen actors. to Pamela Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> but I just mean like, I mean, actors like they vary in you know intelligence and stuff like that. I'm not saying all actors are dumb or all actors are smart, but like people, it's crazy how all actors are like. Well, I have a platform. I should yeah. say something to the government. And people are like, well, maybe you should. Like, what are you gonna say? Like something about a disease that will be helpful, or like trying to get prisoners to eat leaves. Like yeah. I don't, you know, there's pick and choose your battles. So. Yeah. Um, but for give my, me your next horny one. For my, this isn't horny, but uh, it depends. And I don't want to hear it. It depends on what your fetish is, because London sewers forty-ton fatberg cleared after three weeks. Debris removed by hand, officials say. So, do you know what a fatberg is? Is it just a big old iceberg of shit? It is basically. Wow, I completely guessed on that. And really. I'm, really proud of that so a 40 ton block of waste known as a fatberg uh was from the south london sewers after spending three weeks chiseling down the clog officials say so there's a big Mm. clog it weighs as much as three double decker buses because we get we're doing london holy fuck three yeah because a double decker is about one and a half normal bus right yeah it's 40 tons i'm gonna go as far as say it's twice but it's probably one and a half the weight of a normal bus something like that so they're taking 80 percent of the sewer capacity holy mackerel big fucking it's It's a lot of shit it was a bunch of it's not just shit it like it's um they said it was a lot of uh fat oil grease um, the shit that just doesn't move. Yeah, a, a, the sludge, the unflushables. But like when you flush down there, like if you're, you know, fat grease and then uh, stuff like towel, moist towels and paper towels and like I always flush them. Yeah, well, I some I take them, them to the YMCA and I flush them. I don't know. <laughs> They can't trace it back to me, yep. but but it's all like caked in with shit and stuff too. So mm-hmm. it's like the most disgusting thing you could ever think of. Ugh. It's like when you get the when your sink is clogged and you get a clothes hanger and you untangle oh, it and you jam it and you pull up that hair. I almost, I puke every time. I don't want I don't want it near me. So I was, I was also made of wipes, diapers, cotton swabs. You know all that. Just stuff. Just the best things so in the world. I guess what they're trying to say is they cleaned it all up. But are they, there are there voter ballots that got flushed? No, no there's but they urge everyone. To help fight the fatberg by only flushing the three P's. Pee, poo, and paper. Oh. Penicillin? You can flush. Penguins? You can flush. No, no, not that. Diabetic penguins, though. Yeah. Gotta flush them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, penicillin. Yeah. I'm thinking of insulin. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well... I'll shut up now. Paperback books. Anyway, so um, so I don't know. There's a lot of fatbergs in London that I've seen that I've heard of. Pineapples? Do they dump a lot of oil down the sink in London? Are they allowed? To, I mean, they make a lot of fish and chips. You know, maybe. My question is, what is, is your question? What do you What are you supposed to do with the oil? Um, can't put it down the sink. Can't put it down the toilet. Can't put it down the shower. You're kind of supposed to like put it in, in your hair and something. Let it dry. I had hey, a roommate that did that. I'm, fuck you. That is not true. Are yeah, you serious? That's the most disgusting. Talk about. Oh fucking- wait, no, 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 no. Hold on. What he did is Elmer's he would glue. He would no. He would take. He would take the bacon oil and he'd use it dude. to lube up his um Stop. his like buzzers. His like shaving buzzer thing. Dude, shut the fuck up. I'm not joking. That's the most. What? What's wrong with that? It's fucking baking on your face. So? That's so It's cutting gross. hair. It's not going like, you know. I don't know. I don't agree with that. But you're supposed to pour it in like a can or like some kind of receptacle and then throw it. And then once it hardens, you throw it in the trash can. Mm. Anyway, but you don't want to pour like hot oil into the trash can because it just burn a hole through your bag and then you're just like dealing with a hot oil bag. Yeah. Hot oil bag. Hot right oil down oil to bag. the Right into the neighbor's living room. <laughs> <laughs> it's like It's like magma. <laughs> 
Anyway, so uh, yeah, watch out for them fatbergs up there. Yeah. O- over over there, we probably got a fatberg here somewhere. But yeah. Anyway, sit next to one. <laughs> That's a new insult everybody can use. Is call someone a fatberg because it's basically saying there's a giant wad of shit. Yeah, but people people know garbage. But fat's already an insult, so you can't just be like fatberg. He doesn't but it's even deeper know than that. True. Because it's not just it's not calling someone fat. Still it's calling gonna... someone a giant wad of like disgusting S- toilet paper, like diapers. shit, diapers. Still gonna get punched in the face. You can't just call somebody a fatberg to their face and be like they don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. That was, that was but a, you never been in London. You never been to the underground. <laughs> <laughs> you ever been to London town? Foggy old London town? Home of the fat shit, David. Anyway, so, okay. Never been. So, let's get into this ad. Can't because, be my home. Uh, if you guys like taking shits, you should, <laughs> <laughs> you should try some coffee. Are they still sending us coffee? Because after this, they probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> but not just any coffee. Spring Hill Jack coffee. You guys, go check out Spring Hill Jack. They're a great company. Coffee makes you shit, so that, that's that's just science. That's just, <laughs> you can't get mad at us about that. That's just science. And if you hey, want, we're not making the science. The science is making the science. If you want a good BM, go drink some coffee. It didn't have to rhyme. It just had cadence. Yeah, but go check out springheeljack.coffee. They have great coffee. It's actually really really good. Start your morning off right with some Springheel Jack coffee. Anyway. Let's get into these stories. We got some stories for you. Guys. Start your story. Okay, I'll start my stories. So, now David. Now David. Now David. Have you ever had to leave something behind? Something important to you? You know, like a tiny toy cowboy on your way off to college? Have you ever had to leave something behind? Um, no. I'm a, I'm a fucking hoarder. You see my house. I got a no. I, I, I have a fat bergen. <laughs> I have a terrible problem with not throwing shit away. Um, I still have shirts from the seventh grade. I haven't grown since the seventh grade, so the shirts still fit me. I still have the holes, and I haven't grown either. And uh, I yeah. What yours I, is a Billabong shirt? Yeah, you know about that shirt. Have yeah. you ever seen my seventh grade shirt? No, but mine has really? holes all over it. You probably didn't know it was my seventh grade shirt. It's the uh, my, I have a great Aqua Teen Hunger Force oh, shirt. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know yeah. that one. Katie tried to Hulk Hogan my shirt because she was so mad that I have a shirt with so many holes in it. But like, Who's Katie? My girlfriend. We get it. <laughs> so, so um, like I said, you're a hoarder. That's great. Well, some of us sometimes have to face a tough decision and leave things behind in order to move forward. For some people, it's a physical object like your family pet as you move away from home. Sad. For yeah. others, it's more of an idea, like leaving a way of thinking in the past. And for some, it's 147 people on a raft. Oh. And guess what? Sometimes it's not always the best thing to do, as we're about to find out, as this is the story of the shipwreck of the Medusa, or that, also known as the Raft of the Medusa. That's a great ship name. It's it's No bad omens attached to that. I know. Isn't that crazy? Like, it was such a just sexy boat. The second you laid your eyes on it, you would turn rock hard. But also, like, the Titanic, like, that didn't have a scary name. And that, that fucking, that hit a fatberg. <laughs> it did hit a fatberg. <laughs> an icy fatberg. <laughs> anyway, but um, I think, like, we talked about, if you guys have, are listeners from the beginning, we talked about the HMS Terror which was a ship that got stranded up in the northern part of Canada, and they had Don't forget a, about Snake Island. 
Snake Island. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was another got, shipwreck one. Yeah, people got stuck on Snake Island. They got eat, eaten up by snakes. They didn't just get eaten up by snakes. They got dissolved. fucking acid, acid dissolved by snakes. Snake Island, baby. So, um, yeah, so this is a, you know, not a common occurrence, but there's some weirdness involved in this, and let me get into it. A boat's going to sink. <laughs> this one didn't, actually. Every boat sinks. <laughs> this one kind of didn't. I'll, t- I'll tell you right now. Right. So the Medusa, or... <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is the Medusa. <laughs> This is a French. I can't. You know, it's weird. I did. I perfected how to say it. Uh, you worked really hard on pronouncing Medusa. We, we, yeah, when I wrote it, and then no, because it's French, so it's pronounced Medus. Med, Le Medus. Le Medus. So, but we call it the Medusa. So Bonjour, they, je m'appelle la Medusa. Ooh, you fancy. So, um, like I said, uh, the Medusa uh, was a forty-gun Palace-class frigate. Frigate, I don't know how to say that, of the French Navy that was originally launched in 1810 and took part in the uh, Napoleonic War. I almost said Neapolitan War. (laughs) Half the war was, no, one third of the war was vanilla. (laughs) Another third was chocolate. Strawberry came in at the end and fought hard to get in there and it got in somehow and no one eats that piece. They all they called it the old three the three thirds war, (laughs) full of flavor. So after Napoleon Bonaparte was defeated in 1814 and battles became few and far between, the ship was decidedly used as a transport vessel to a to and from France and its remaining colonies. One colony that France was able to hold on to after the treaties were signed was the most western point of Africa, St. Louis, Senegal. Not St. Louis, Missouri, people. Don't get that. There's no baseball games there. You can't go watch a good baseball game. So, after France had been defeated, they felt it was crucial for them to get back to their original colonies to reestablish French French occupation. French. (laughs) French. Fuck. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) I'm a plague. Uh, so they wanted to reestablish French occupation to avoid showing a weakened state. So they wanted to get back. Um, also, it was said that maybe like the 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 Brits were there, like um, establishing a colony. So they're like, well, we need to get back down there to like show that like this is our colony because they signed a bunch of treaties and everything, and they said that you could have this place. And people that lived there were like, fuck you guys. Uh, how about nobody takes this? And they're like, no, 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 we get we get this place. So they wanted to get back down there to you know get those resources, get more. Um, shipping shipping ports and whatnot so on july 5th 1816 four ships the echo the la la lore lore the <laughs> this is what happens when i try to sound like fancy i'm like la, 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 la. so the echo the la lore the argus and the medusa carried french officials from france to senegal down the western coast of africa among the passengers of the flagship Medusa were the French governor of Senegal. Oh, God. Here we go with some names. Julien Desire Schmaltz. Desire? D-E-S-I-R-E. Oof. Maybe it's Desiree, but... Ooh, Desire. God damn. <laughs> Imagine a... being born that name and just being ugly as shit. They like... should name a cologne after him. Yeah, they probably have. Well, you know his last name is Schmaltz, It smells right? like salt water. <laughs> In cannonballs. So Schmaltz is his last name, though. So Schmaltz, Julian Desire Schmaltz. So um, yeah, he was the governor of Senegal and the ship's captain, Viscount Hugues Duroy de uh, Chamares. 
Chamares. Charmander? That's his last name. We'll call him uh, Captain Chamares. Okay. So some say that Captain Chamares was to be solely responsible for all the atrocities that were to unfurl on the Medusa. And for the ones who don't say that, well, they're all dead because of Captain Chamares. So he's about to fuck up big time. So, you see, Captain Chamres was a wealthy aristocrat who was loyal to the monarch, which made him qualified to captain a ship, except for the fact that he had not been out at sea for more than 20 years, making him horribly inexperienced, but of course, being very wealthy and well-connected, they let him steer the ship anyway. Sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm getting political. I wrote sound familiar, and I was like, "Damn, I'm like fucking John Stewart over here." We just give we we've given up having an even playing field. <laughs> so, it's gone too far. So we're French citizens now, you guys. We're allowed to say whatever we want. So, we are from the French. <laughs> I am desire, and this is my friend's sexuality. Mademoiselle. <laughs> so anyway, now that the Medusa had a captain and 400 passengers on board, it was time to set sail, which is when Captain Charmere ran into his first problem. Apparently, immediately the officers aboard protested Captain Charmere's position as captain due to his inexperience. Sound familiar? <laughs> so, <laughs> shut up. So he did the most logical thing to appease his crew. He handed off navigation duties to a phila- uh, philanthropist named... Uh, full-on rapist. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. He handed off his, the navigation duties to a philanthropist named Reichfort, oh. a man with no experience guiding ships. You know what you do when people question it. You hand yeah, it to somebody even less qualified. You got to start somewhere, huh? <laughs> so- Maybe he'll just knock it out the park. Like, you got a good attitude, you know that? But he actually is really fucking bad. <laughs> You're going to find out what uh, he says of this really Can't fucking wait. stupid. So while Reichford bluffed his way into running the ship, Chamres stayed below deck relaxing with his mistress. Ooh, mm. sound familiar? So, so Captain Chamres, I just, what? Sound familiar? I, I don't know. I'm just trying to say Stormy Daniels. What's up, dog? Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought... Yeah, go for it. I don't Keep know. Going. <laughs> Fucking A. Ooh, I'm so political tonight. So Captain Chamres wanted to get to Senegal as fast as he could, so he decided to sail along the west, uh, the coast of West Africa, even with the constant warning of possibly becoming shipwrecked due to a sandbar. But he didn't care and continued on as other three shipped other three ships moved out further away from the coastline, losing contact with the Medusa. I gotta say, it's really disappointing when you find out that uh, sandbars aren't as much fun as they sound. I don't really know what a sandbar is. That's just like a little... It's like... basically like a hill underwater that boats fuck their shit up on. It's not a place <laughs> where you can go and it's a sandcastle that serves alcohol. <laughs> wait. It's, it's like wait, a... It's, okay, wait. It's not. It's not. I just don't want to get this confused before no. I smash my ship into one of yeah, them. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not a place full of party. It's a place full of despair. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that makes little sense. Well, it leads the, to a salty grave. Well, these other three ships <laughs> knew about the the lack of alcohol at this sandbar. Yeah. Uh, so they went out, and uh, the moose thought, you know, I'm going to stick around a little bit for longer and uh, see if I hit one. Mm-hmm. So 
Chalmers and Reichford ignored many signs that the water around them was too shallow to be safe. And Reichford, here we go. Hey, yo. Reichford even thought a large bank of clouds on the horizon was Cape Blanco. And based on the uh, miscalculation, didn't have an accurate picture of where they were sailing, resulting in the Medusa running to ground about 30 miles off the coast. So he thought a bunch of clouds was like a landmass. Okay. You know how... That. Yeah, it's easy to mix up. <laughs> He's like, wait, wait, the blue means land on the map. <laughs> like, it's a city in the sky. It reminds me of uh, Buster Bluth when he was like the first episode of like uh, Arrested Development when he's like, I took a cartography class. He's like, okay, if I can first just off- figure out what the blue part of the <laughs> yeah. map is. That's Reichford. He's just fucking up all over the place, man. He's like, I'm pretty sure if we go to those clouds, we're going to get... That's a cotton candy factory. And if we don't hit them, we're at least going to hit the sandbar. And there's a lot of alcohol in there. Mm -hmm. So now that the ship was stuck on a sandbar 30 miles from the coast, they had a couple of options. One was to lighten the load of the ships, possibly being able to, uh, to push it up and off the sandbar. But as they looked around the ship, they realized that the heaviest and most problematic... Of the inventory was what, David? I said it in the beginning. I don't know if you remembered. I don't remember two minutes ago. I called the ship a... Medusa? 40-gun oh. palace-class frigate. So a lot of guns? It had 40 cannons on it. A lot of cannonballs. So, the, I mean, the cannons weigh a lot, too. Yeah. <laughs> you ever try to pick up a cannonball? You could throw silverware in there. I'll sell the pirates of the Caribbean. It's not a blunderbuss. You could do it, though. Yeah. Anyway. Maybe. So what they wanted to do was they wanted to throw the 40 cannons off the side. <clears throat> of course, though, Captain Chamres refused to throw the cannons overboard, while the French governor of Senegal, Julian Desire Schmaltz, refused to throw any of the barrels of flour as they were being shipped to Senegal. So he's like, hey, okay, we can't get rid of the cannons. When they throw the barrels off, he's like, oh, sacre bleu. I'm going to make some bread when I get down there. Yeah, yeah, I think the flour would be the first to get yeeted. Yeah, and then yeasted. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. I think that makes sense. <laughs> I feel like yeast is something you separate do. that you add with flour to make bread, but you I do. don't know. You gotta go buy a yeast packet at the store. Mm. Anyway, so, <laughs> but yeah, flour. I would toss the flour. You can't. Fuck the Flour's flour. heavy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so at this point, the Medusa started to break up, uh, meaning that it. Wouldn't be long till they had an even bigger problem, so they devised a plan. Because when you can't move the cargo off the ship, what the fuck do you do? You move the people. Uh huh. Yeah. So you see, they did not have enough lifeboats on board to fit the four hundred person crew. So the governor of Senegal, you know, uh, Schmaltz, whatever his name is, Desire Schmaltz. Everybody desires Schmaltz. <laughs> so the governor of Senegal desires Schmaltz devised a plan to build a raft that would comfortably hold 200 passengers as well as provisions. Under the threat of their ship sinking, the passengers hurriedly began to build a raft, but the results uh, wasn't the sturdy and spacious luxury raft the governor had envisioned. Can you believe that? He's like, hurry, build a raft. The sink ship, the ship's sinking. And then he, they build it. He's like, well, this is what was I was picturing. What the fuck is this? Well, the mass is gone. I don't know what you want. This is horseshit. This looks like Huck Finn built this. Yeah, let me get my spare wood off the boat. 
My spare wood? Oh, yeah. You did. Where the fuck did they get the wood? <laughs> yeah, they had to tear something down. They're like, throw the wood overboard. There's no beds. We built the, we built the raft out of cannons. So, at first, passengers were hesitant to board the raft due to the frailness of it. But that was until an infantryman threatened to shoot anyone who refused to board the dodgy vessel. Huh. Which is how... They'll get it done. They cut that scene out of the Titanic. Yeah. Women and children... Did it, didn't they? I thought that one greasy motherfucker oh, was like, gun? he was tossing kids off. And, Billy Zane. <laughs> yeah, the Billy Zane with hair. Billy Zane was throwing kids off. And he's like, like one, they're what like, happened to Billy Zane? Shit, he was in the mummies and the Titanic. He, he was drowned in Zoolander. In the, he drowned in the Titanic. Oh. No, he survived, I think. R.I.P. BZ. Remember when he used that that raft full of, uh, he made a built a raft of kids and life jackets? And he's like, and he sailed to that was Guam. A really, that was a really dark part. Yeah, they cut that. James Cameron cut that part out when he caught a wave. <laughs> old, old Jimmy kept that for his own secret archives. So, like I said, uh, this guy was like, I'm going to shoot anybody who doesn't get on the vessel. And he's like, Ugh, okay. So everybody started getting on. And after 40 crew members boarded the rickety raft, it began to sink, and passengers had to throw their provisions overboard to make room for 107 more people who were expected to board the raft. Um, so, like I said, they, you know, 40 people got on. They're like, oh, okay, I'll bring my, like, my luggage. I'm going to bring, like, uh, here, this plant's kind of nice. I brought this plant. I'm going to put this plant. And then 40 people were on, and they're like, oh, it's sinking. And they're like, how many more people do you have to fit on here? Oh, a couple hundred more. And you're like, fuck, throw all your shit. Yeah. So, Everyone just started the throwing. The fern isn't making it. Yeah, they were said to like throw their shit off or whatever. So during the chaos, the governor of Senegal, comfortably seated in his armchair, was carried to one of the lifeboats, fucking carried mm-hmm. in his chair, along with the rest of his family and a large, uh, a number of large heavy chests. So he got to bring all of his shit. And actually, many of the crew members decided to stay on the Medusa since it was now holding up a little better under less weight, of course. Um, oh, like, but I say, but of course it was still 30 miles off the coast. So they had to wait like for help to return. So only yeah. crew members got to like stay on the boat and anybody who was like a passenger, they just had to get on that shitty little rifle, uh, life raft or die or get shot. So the rest of the passengers chose to board the, uh, the long, uh, long boats to make it to shore safely. So like I said, all of the higher class people were in these long boats that were like mm. on the side. So Spacious. Every- yeah. So everybody got on long boats that had their like chests and all that nice shit. And then all like the poor people were like, you get on that shitty raft and, uh, and we're going to tow you behind our boats basically like mm-hmm. to the shore. So the rest of the passengers chose to board the long boats, uh, to make it to shore safely. The plan was that the lifeboats would tow the raft to shore, but the officers on those boats believed their chances of survival would be stronger if they didn't have to tug the raft and its desperate survivors. Mm-hmm. So when they were a couple miles in to, uh, like I said, they're 30 miles off the coast. So when they were a couple miles in to like heading to shore, they cut the ropes that bound their boats <laughs> to the raft, leaving their fellow passengers to float out to sea. Yeah. Fucking wild. Yeah, like, all right, see ya. We'll see you at shore, huh? <laughs> so when the people on the raft realized what was happening, they began to cry, Vive le Roy! Which means, come on, French guy. What do you? What does it mean? Motherfucker, I got kicked out of French elementary school <laughs> in the third grade. Do you think I know anything else besides Je m'appelle David? Vive le Roy means... Long live or... The king. Yes. Leroy, is Leroy king? It's R-O-I. So oh, okay. I just, I'm saying Roy. Is Roy the king? <laughs> I think it means I don't king. don't fucking know. 
right. King Roy. Anyway, so I'm um, sure there's been a King Roy before. Hey, I bet somewhere. Mm-hmm. So um, as they begin to cry that, uh, it was an effort to appeal to their fellow Frenchman. There's a rapper named King Roy. Stop, please. It was him. It was him. King Roy. I got the hookup too. Shut. Uh, <laughs> So in an effort to appeal to their fellow Frenchman's uh, sense of duty by yelling, you know, along with the king, like, hey, we're all in this together. And yeah, and then he to defeat the Hun. (laughs) But it didn't work as the lifeboats sailed off with both the captain and governor on board, along with the luxury goods and wine. So they had all the good stuff on those sweet boats. Sweet berry wine. <laughs> I, got, I could wear my crown and drink my sweet berry juice, and I'm going to be back home in no time. See you guys. They're just floating off with a bunch, a bunch of soggy biscuits, it's which a, I'm about to get into. You mean and, baguettes? But, you, you know, like, what would you do if somebody started going floating away and in their boats, and you're on, you know, on the raft, and you're just sitting there. Like, what do you do? I mean, I would hold on to the raft and be like, I'm not weighing you down. Well, just... you tr- you try to jump off and get in the boat, right? Oh, oh, as they're cutting. Oh, oh I thought you meant okay. Yeah. No, they're still check on, on the fucking rescue thing. So, but like, uh, you know, but you know what happens because some of the some of the passengers tried to climb up from the raft, tried to climb onto the lifeboats, and of course, when they tried to get on there, they were threatened with a sword. Come at me with a sword. I dare you. I know. I'd be like, okay, I'll like gun, gun to my face a little hard. If you want to Slap swing at me with a hand. sword, I'd rather be shot than stabbed with a sword. I, you know, you know, what I do. <laughs> I, <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah. But you know what I do? I get on the boat and be like, fine, you're going to have to hit me with that sword. And then the guy's going to be like, I respect you. And then he's going to give me a seat. I would tell that's him. That's how that works. I would say, you're going to have to hit me with that sword and I'll take my trousers off. And Ooh. no no man is going to strike a nude man with a sword. You know there's children in the boat. I don't care. <laughs> this is life or death. <laughs> yeah, no man strikes another man with his trousers down. None. 28 miles from shore. I dare him to. So one passenger on the raft was the governor's secretary. And like I said, the raft is left behind now. So one passenger on the raft was the governor's secretary who under extreme heartbreak and shock from being left behind by, by the governor, he threw himself off the raft to kill himself. Mm-hmm. Not once, but twice, forcing fellow raft members to haul him back aboard. The next day, three Wait, more... They, they pulled him in twice? Yeah, he jumped okay. off. He I jumped wasn't off. sure if it was like he jumped off once, they pulled him, and they jumped off again, and it was over? Mm, oh, no, no, they got him up twice. Yikes. I mean, but I don't think he made it, so he... Oh. Something must have... He must have... You know, I'll, I'll get into it right now, because the next three days... Three more people attempted to commit suicide quietly jumping off the raft and drifting away. Because if you make a big spectacle out of, out of mm-hmm. it like the secretary did, they're going to try to pull you back on. Yeah. So people are like sl- – like sl- got to work on your pencil dive. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you got to do like the scuba dive off the back. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Where you just kind of go in back first. Yeah. So I feel like even that's loud. <laughs> yeah, you got to get a real good pencil dive. Yeah, you get a good kerplunk. That's like a jackknife. You don't want a yeah. jackknife into the water. Yeah. So, but yeah, they just jumped into the water and drifted away and drowned. It's like fucking insane. So, how, do you have any idea how cold the water would have been at this time? Well, like, it was, would it was it freezing cold water? No, no, no. It was West Africa. They were just thirty miles off, so they're like 
oh no we're fucked we're doomed people i think panicked and they're mm-hmm. like i would rather die um of drowning or maybe they thought they could swim i don't know like maybe they thought yeah, like, i don't i don't see how that's a better alternative well, to anything that happened on the boat there's probably a lot of talk on the boat too like of people freaking out and screaming and like that anxiety people do shit that's like out of character true. so like they, true. They'll be, i need to kill myself because this is like too yeah. much to handle so yeah. Especially people we were like, we're all dead, we're all dead, you know. So, like I said, uh, next uh, next three days, three more people com- committed suicide, quietly jumped off the back, drifting away. The numbers increased after uh, after that since another 20 men drowned the next night. So, it's hard to tell if people are just like... Fall- 20 I think, people jumped off? Damn. I think You'd notice that. I think people were jumping off and killing themselves. Like, But it's night, yeah. so people are like trying to sleep. People are like... Maybe just one dude just rolling people off of it when they're asleep. Honestly? I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it either, but like people would start screaming and you know pick them up, but like so, but we're gonna get into people rolling people off and stuff. So you, they're on this tiny little raft and there's a hundred and forty seven people on it. So okay. it's like it's fucking insanity. Yeah, how this raft must be massive. It was. I don't know the exact. Uh, I don't get where they came up with all the material to build this raft. I don't know either. I mean, they must have. They probably had uh, stuff on the boat to build stuff in senegal well you know i think i think it's it's very common for boats to have wood material to the ship if there's anything that happens True. but like at the same time it's like there can't be that much wood to build a raft that fucking big i don't know just i just don't know mind. how the fuck they built the raft that fast you know what yeah. i mean so in the rush to load as many people on the raft as possible crew members had to throw much of their provisions overboard like i mentioned in their hurry, they threw two casks of water overboard, leaving those on the raft with nothing but six casks of wine to drink. I also heard that – I know you say that, like, oh, I only left them, but, like, you know, like, wine dehydrates you. But, like, yeah. what a fun raft for the first day. Worth it. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> so a cask is a barrel, basically. So yeah. they had these two barrels of wine, and I also heard that – they didn't throw the water overboard that there was a fight over water and the fucking barrel went over both of them, mm-hmm. which is totally classic, like cliche. Yeah. Like we have one thing left. Oh fuck. Oh, give me that flashlight. No, you give me that flashlight. And then it like rolls into the gutter and nobody gets the flashlight. You would think everybody would just chug the wine and then save the water. But yeah. Yeah, exactly. You'd be fighting over wine first. But they did have food on the raft as well. I mean, not a lot, but the only food they had was a sack of biscuits. Mm. Mm. Any gravy? No gravy. because in- Could they catch fish? <laughs> oh. Little sushi? We'll get into that. Right. So, um, so an officer on the Medusa had actually uh, thrown towards the raft uh, a sack of biscuits as the vessel separated, which is like, that's like the only guy with like, somewhat of a heart in the movie you know mm-hmm. what i mean he's like uh-uh, here the big burly guy with a beard yeah yeah and he's maybe like, red hair he doesn't want to do it but like he has to so he throws puppy him a, dog eyes he throws him a sack of biscuits um which the bag missed the raft and fell into the ocean mm. as the survivors explained it the biscuits were converted into paste but we preserved it oh, in that condition God, so they that's have so gross they had like a a pasty biscuit mush in a bag. I was just having this conversation the other day about like my least, one of my least favorite things in the world is like gross, soggy breaded food and being sticky. Being sticky <laughs> is number one, but I'm talking when it comes to eating something, if it's soggy, like I'm not going to eat it. That's disgusting to me. I uh, hate it. Like, like biscuits and gravy. You got to eat it. it like quick. Yeah. I hate it. Okay. I like it. I just stay away from it. I hate soggy shit. So, I soggy are the better for me. Oh God. 
Nope. So, with a couple barrels of wine and a bag of biscuit paste. <laughs> sounds like a fucking... Baby, gr- you got a stew going. <laughs> that sounds like a Tinder date. So, the passengers floated out to sea, baking under the West African sun, hoping for help. But things got worse over the next couple of days as the ocean became more violent. As the waves rocked the frail raft, people began to push one another to get a more secure position on the small hunk of wood, resulting in many passengers falling overboard and into the treacherous water below. So, like, that's what I was talking about. Where This is my nightmare. I know, right? It's like you're trying to get to, like, the middle of the raft, and people on the outskirts are, like, getting pushed off the raft so, yeah. so they can get, like, in more. And it's, like, people getting tossed, mm-hmm. and it's... It's awful. It's terrible. If you can find a scenario where I'm covered in honey, being all sticky, and uh, <laughs> having to eat nasty fucking wet bread, and then I'm stuck in the middle of the ocean, that's that's my nightmare. That's my hell. <laughs> so after the soggy biscuits ran out, uh, which was after the first day, they ate all... I mean, there's 147 people on board. Like, you know that ran out after the first day. At least they have like six casks of wine, so that's like a lot more. But after the biscuits ran out, they oh, res- Lord they, forbid they resorted to eating uh, leather, the leather of their pouches, fruit leather, belts, and hats. So they're eating the leather, which is a is there any like nutritious value in that? Um, it's animal hide, so like maybe it's like extra cooked jerky. So I knew a guy who was a POW, and he said that they used to they, they would boil their shoes or something yeah. like that because like uh, L- like the get them glue, nice and soft. The glue was like get you high animal fat. No, stop stop assuming things. <laughs> but like he said that like we had like the sole of my shoe like had like some glue on it that was made of like animal fat. People would like try to make soup soups out of that and stuff like that baby like, got a stew going but <laughs> exactly throw a couple of shoes in there but yeah they ate their pouches belts and hats and even some men ate linen which is you know like those weird kids in like elementary school who are like eating sheets of paper yeah yeah toilet like, paper is delicious no not toilet paper just like you know plain white 11 oh, yeah. by eight and a half that's how you keep your secrets uh is, is that how you keep your secrets? That's how you keep you write them down, you swallow them, and they're yours to keep. I found an easier way. Oh. So, um, luckily, a group of tiny fish, like you said, because they didn't have any fishing equipment. Yeah. So, luckily, a group of tiny fish, slightly smaller than herring, got trapped between the side timbers of the raft. The cast of herring was a bird. Uh, nope. Uh, but I Google <laughs> what a herring uh, is because. Now you're confusing me. No, no, no. These are like um, these look like little uh, sardines. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I probably probably close to sardines or something like that. So little herrings, um, and a group of them got caught between you know the the big uh, the big wooden raft. So the castaways lunged at the fish and managed to store two hundred of them in an empty cask. However, the fish was not enough, and the passengers began eating the flesh of the fallen comrades Ugh. so you Moving know on new beef jerky you know i always get these stories that have cannibalism involved that's my mm-hmm. mo at this point i mean every good stuck at sea story has cannibalism in it you gotta have some cannibalism right yeah so um as one survivor explains our hunger was so great and our portion of fish so small that we added to it some human flesh 
which dressing rendered less disgusting. So it goes to the age-old adage, can I get some ranch with that? <laughs> Did they have ranch then? <laughs> when was ranch invented? <laughs> I'm asking the real questions here. six casks of wine and a couple little to-go things of ranch. Hidden Valley. Isn't that funny? Like, to-go things is a is a... Is a proportion is a certain amount. I got a, yeah. I got a to-go thing of ranch. You Ran- know exactly how big that is too. So ranch. Your was mind made... just your mind just pictured a little tiny cup. They usually put like ketchup or ranch in, mm. a little lid on top. So uh, ranch was invented <laughs> by Steve Henson, who was a uh, he was a contract plumber at the time in Alaska. Uh-oh. And him and his wife in 1954 opened up Hidden Valley Ranch. I didn't realize no that Hidden way. Valley Ranch was the original they ranch. They started ranch? Yeah, I didn't know that. Shut up. 53. Everything before 50, or 54 must have sucked. It must be eating their shoes and shit. So, yeah, like plumber I, made ranch. Wow. Pl- he saw that shit, Berg, and he said, there's better things in life to be done. Why, why did they name it Hidden Valley Ranch and not Plumber Made Ranch? I think you have the answer. They should have called it Pipe Full of Ranch. I'm going to pipe you full. <laughs> Fat Berg Ranch. <laughs> anyway. Mayonnaise. By the eighth day, only 27 of the 147 passengers remained, and half of those remaining were severely injured or suffering from hallucinations. Wine was the only sustenance they had left, so the more... Uh, so the more sound half of the survivors decided that in order to make the remaining provisions last longer, they would throw the weaker raft mates overboard. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the, that only makes sense. You know the old sleep and slip? Oh, yeah. Fall asleep, slip them in the water. <laughs> That's why sleeping bags were invented. You can just eat that burrito into the ocean. <laughs> it reminds me of the scene from Friday the 13th when Jason picks up the guy in the sleeping bag and smacks and yeets him against a tree. Have you seen that? I mean, for fuck's sakes, which Friday the 13th I think was it's that? one of the newer ones, but it was a great kill. But, like, yeah. these guys are just like, hey, <laughs> Top John, 10 kill. John's asleep, roll him in, you know? Yeah. Because, like, at that point, it was probably only hours before they're probably going to go. You and know? they're probably too weak to really, like, save themselves. It's honestly terrifying that we, like, everybody is, you know, what's the starvation thing? They say three days without water, three, oh, no, it goes... Three, oh, what is it? Three, what's the whole thing? Is like three minutes without oxygen, three days without water, three I thought it was weeks th- without Yeah, three food. weeks without food. Is that what it is? It was supposed to be something like that. And yeah. it, obviously the numbers fudge a little bit, but it's crazy that we're all like, you know, a couple weeks out. Like we're seven days out from like being like close to starvation. It's yeah. Like, it's so scary, you know? Yeah. So, Always bring a cliff bar with you. Yep. Um, this act left the remaining passengers with enough wine to last them for six days. And by the 13th day out of sea, the Argus, one of the ships in the original voyage that actually went out to sea because they didn't want to hit a sandbar, found the remaining men only sips of wine left in the cask. So, like I said, for six days, they were only living off wine, which is... That sounds like a so- house housewife's problem silver lining i don't know like is there any wine companies out there that are just like castaway wines god that's great Mm -hmm. i don't know how you thought of that so quick i am a genius (laughs) it's kind of in poor taste but like i get it yeah so out of the original 147 people on board the raft 
140 people uh, on board of the raft, only 15 people remained. Yeesh. 10 of them unable to move much of their body. All their joints were like locked up and like mm-hmm. they were so dehydrated and so Your starved. muscles are just probably cramped oh, up. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the 15 men were taken aboard the Argus and given broth and wine. Why do you need <laughs> You guys don't have anything else. Yeah. You guys don't have anything else. Nothing. Just more wine. Okay, more wine? Okay. Like, it's white this time. <laughs> we get you, you a rosé. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they're given broth and wine, and then they're taken to St. Louis, Senegal, to recover. And Captain Chamaray did return to the side of the wrecked ship that was still sitting on the sandbar, not to see if any of his crew or passengers had survived, but to retrieve the gold that was still aboard the ship, that piece of shit. So when Captain Chamray arrived to the ship, he was actually surprised to find that three of the 17 men who had decided to stay behind on the, on the, uh, on the frigate had managed to survive for 54 days. Whoa. So they had that's, more, almost, that's like two months. Yeah. So seventeen of the men of the crew members stayed on the board on board the ship that was uh, stuck on the sandbar. Yeah. And they lasted fifty four days, and only three were survived. But like, there were more provisions on that ship. Yeah. But still, like, really crazy to think that like, what happened to those guys? Yeah. Did they die of starvation? Did they jump? Did they try to swim back? Did they like, you know? They're like, are people not coming for us anymore? Mermaids. When do you give up? Yeah, exact. Mermaids. Mermaids took them. <laughs> you know them sirens. The mermaids. You took know, them. you know, sexy ass ladies sitting on the rocks, and then you jump overboard. Mm-hmm. Tie me to the mast. I took them. So, um, when Chamray returned to shore, he was immediately from you know obviously yeah. getting the rest of his fucking gold off the ship. Um, he was immediately court-martialed and was found guilty of incompetent navigation and for abandoning his ship before all of his passengers had made it safely off. He only served three years in jail for the death of hundreds of people, though. So, Yikes. fuck that. I mean, that's what happened. We think the we... system's bad now. Exactly. That guy Yeesh. killed hundreds of people, and the other guy thought clouds were land. Yeah. And they thought... People were food. Yeah, I and, mean, and what? ranch was invented. They thought yeah, that it, they it thought wasn't. It. It's Plumber Ranch. So it wasn't such a hidden valley to them. So I like. <laughs> so if there is ever one good thing to come of all this tragedy, is that French Romantic painter Theodore Guéricault. I'm gonna people who are like art know who this guy is. Okay. Um, uh, Theodore Guéricault became intensely interested in this horrible disaster. At the age of 27, he started to do heavy research into the happenings of the incident and even apparently went to the trial of Captain Chamray himself. All of the research and inspiration to capture such visceral emotions in a painting led to the creation of The Raft of Medusa, which depicts the desperation that took place on the raft the day that they were um the day that they were shipwrecked yeah you can still go visit the giant 16 by 24 foot painting if you ever find yourself in france it's in the denon wing of the louvre only right around the corner from another very famous painting the mona lisa oh 
Ooh, okay. So if you guys ever, I know her. If you, <laughs> I know that bitch. Wait, she, she, wait, she was on a fucking boat. <laughs> no, so she had the saber. She was like, uh, "You climb on this boat, I'm gonna cut you down a size." She was swinging. But if you guys ever find yourself at the Louvre, why don't you go around the corner, go check out in the Denon wing, and you guys could go see the inspiration from this story the raft of medusa and it's it's actually pretty terrifying david i'll show you the picture mm-hmm. i had it up before okay and it's actually a, a real like so it's, you have an image of it and is it's an accurate image of it because i'm curious what, what it looked like it's it is it's an act it's so he did what a, it looked like so this guy because i've been very confused on what this fucking raft looked like so this guy did a lot of research on like what you know it might have looked like you know he went to the trials he didn't actually see the raft or anything like that uh, but okay. it's an artist's depiction of it and this is what he came up with and it's actually oh, i've seen that before have you really yeah it's actually like really haunting and like beautiful at the same time. Yeah. Like there's so much stuff going on. Like these are the paintings I like. These are the kind of the paintings. One, the that ones I with those little giblets between the men's legs. What does that mean? Oh, the one where they're naked. Yeah. No, I, I don't. That's not a key point for me. But you know, <laughs> I'm like this painting sucks. No naked guys in it. Oh, see a little baby cherub angel with a little wiener. Oh, and he's got to be one. ghost white. No, no, yeah, exactly. They're all. God, they all way better bodies than me so fuck well you got what what all these while these dead guys in hell got abs and i don't all these all these angels got abs all these devils got abs and where where are my abs i mean they knew the same thing that the guy that made twilight knew if you don't make it sexy no one's gonna read it well you know what happened right you know i don't have abs Ranch was invented. Ranch was invented. <laughs> That's why these guys look so good. Yeah, they didn't have that. All ranch. they're eating is herring and people yeah. <laughs> and wine. That's and that diet. Soggy biscuits and I'm over here ranching it up. Legalize ranch. Anyway, Legalize it. Anyway, that's my story of the All right. uh, the Medusa. All AB. right. Well, now Toby, I know you're a huge fan of knights, kings, and jesters. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan. Oh, you know me, my lord. You do. I'm such a big fan of all the stuff medieval. So I want to bring up this massive royal family and uh, the strange thing that they took very, very seriously. Now, through the time of man, there have been many strange people who had their own idea of what making the perfect human was and keeping their bloodline perfect. So today I'm going to talk about the Habsburg, the Habsburg royal family. Ooh, I don't know about them at all, but I thought you were going to take a Frankenstein left. No. When you said perfect man. No, I, I, took, a, from I took a Habsburg left. <laughs> so the Habsburg um, house refers to one of the most influential and uh, like powerful royal houses of Europe. And this huge family had a massive grasp on what ruled the world. Oh, they had a massive grasp on what ruled the world at the at the point of this time. Okay. Like they uh, they basically ran everything. That's pretty cool. And uh, so oh. the throne of the Holy Roman Empire was occupied by the Hansburg from uh, 1438 until the extinction of the male bloodline in 1740. So over 300 years. No, wait, wait, whoa, 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 what? They yeah. got extinction of male bloodline? We'll get into it. Oh, no. So uh, this family also produced kings of uh, Bohemia, Hungary, Croatia, Portugal, 
and Spain, also controlling smaller areas of the Netherlands and Italy. So these guys just like went in this family when it was like, we're going to become kings of this like country and, or like parts of this country. And even though we're not from here, yeah, because they're everywhere. that powerful. Yeah. Whoa. So you could say they had a lot of power. And uh, now how can a family like this take control over so much land, you may ask? Well, they had their own little family factory that produced damn near a whole army of Habsburgs. Oh, shit. No way. But, I was going to say scooters. Well, no. But how, could, how, you may ask, they had so many people to rule so many kingdoms. And that would be good old incest. Oh, incest. Yeah, they like the old incest. You know what they say about incest, right? I mean, I've heard a lot of things about it. But please, proceed. <laughs> good it's good <laughs> it's good stuff it'll it'll make you left-handed it's trendy <laughs> all, um, all you left-handers out there i know what you really are <laughs> the truth is out <laughs> um so the family saw no flaw within their blood thinking that they were the best of the best and saw no reason to breed outside of the family name now it's no shocker that breeding within the family for decades will produce some well interesting side effects you get you, you get yourself a little frog boy, yeah, like the glams boy. Exactly. But then the upswing of that is a Targaryen, who are mm-hmm. just like they could talk to dragons. They're real hot. They can't be burned by fire. A little crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you like a little crazy. So nine out of the eleven marriages that occurred from uh, the eight the eight the one hundred and eighty four years they ruled just Spain alone, um, from fifteen sixteen to uh, seventeen hundred were all incestuous. Wow. So, yeah. You said nine of the 11 marriages? Yeah. Do you think that they got really mad at the... The, the two? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. How dare you? Disgusting. How about you go find yourself a nice uh, Hatberg boy? <laughs> but, but Mama, she has a beautiful kingdom. <laughs> no. She ain't your aunt's no. daughter. I don't want it. No, you're not throwing up during intercourse. You have to do that. So, uh, modern researchers widely believe that the, uh, the generations of inbreeding among the, uh, the Habsburg is what caused their downfall. Due to the incest of the family, uh, the family had uh, a terrible genetic line that started to progressively deteriorate <laughs> until uh, Charles II, the final male heir, and uh, poor Charles was physically incapable of producing children ending the rule i suffer from soggy penis <laughs> well this brings us to the world famous habsburg jaw oh world famous i know about this jaw you would um you so like they already got uppercutted 12 times so while the uh, the bloodline was intact the inbreeding within the family led to a number of peculiar 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 uh, oh, physical traits especially one known as the Habsburg jaw. This condition is described as the, as a protrusion of the lower jaw to the point that it's super noticeable. Oh, so they have an underbite. Underbite? Uh, underbite. Yes. So uh, the... <laughs> Isn't it crazy how like the ugliest people think that they have the best genes? Yeah. They're like, our genetics are great. You never find like a beautiful person who's just like... I think that we should all like inbreed because my genetics are best. You're like, yeah, it's maybe always, it's just because you agree with them. There's always guys like, hey, hello, my jaw can catch rainwater. And you're like, oh, okay. I never have to drink water. It just comes to me. 
Sometimes bird perch on my bottom teeth. I am one with nature. <laughs> so this horrific underbite um, would actually interfere with, interfere with them uh, talking because they could not fully close their mouths. <laughs> what a bunch of idiots. <laughs> Um, it is said when the uh, the first Spanish Hansburg ruler, Charles V, arrived in Spain in uh, 1516, he did not have the ability to close his mouth. And one very bold, and what I could only imagine, very quickly dead peasant shouted at him, Your Majesty, shut your mouth. The flies in this country are very insolent. <laughs> He's like, gracias. <laughs> <laughs> Choked on one there. I forget that are they. I mean, they're not only Spanish, like you said. Are they from Spain? But do they rule other countries? Uh, I think they're from Austria. Oh, okay. There, okay. there was so much backstory to each individual person ruling individual places. Like, there's, it's such a big story that there's yeah. no way in hell I could write about all of it. So I'm kind of focusing more on uh, their incest and how it went wrong. I was gonna say like they could go to like uh, they go like start in Austria and go to like Ger- uh, Germany. They could go to like Spain and like marry like a nice Spanish woman or a Spanish man and then be like, oh wait, no, they're all having sex with each other. So like it kind of goes back like they're all Austrian or something, you know? Yeah, I, <laughs> so. I forget where exactly it came from. <laughs> so the family's reasoning to keeping the bloodline clean um, from anything else but family was also an attempt to make sure that their family continued their reign. But like I said before, the, uh, you know, the constant decades of incest started to take its toll on the family line. Uh, a series of genetics would start to make its way, gaining momentum with every generation, including birth defects. Mm. The royal family suffered a high rate of miscarriages, stillbirths, and neonatal deaths. What's neonatal? I don't know, but it sounds cool. Yeah. It's that's... probably not cool. <laughs> Probably, it's probably like the worst thing ever. It like, sounds cool. I mean, it's neonatal. It's it does neo. sound cool. It sounds like something in the Matrix. Only exactly. Neo. And uh, so it was also said that only half of the the Habsburgs' children survived to the age of ten. I mean, like I, I feel bad, but also like you kind of deserve it. Yeah, it's like they it's almost had it like coming. they're like, hey, don't do this, and they're like, we'll keep trying. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so only half of the children would survive to the age of 10 years old, a much smaller rate from the 80% of survival rate from the other Spanish families of that period. Yeah, I mean, because they have hole-in-the-heart disease. You know, you got a big hole in your heart. You could just throw a dart at a dartboard, and it will hit what they've got (laughs) at this point. Um, So the marriages between the close family members also increased the chance that there would be harmful recessive genes, and uh, they would keep building and building with the uh, distinctive jaw being the least harmful, um, but they all had it, and it would uh, it would soon be worn by the whole family. I I feel bad for like shitting on this like entire family because this is back in you said fifteen something right? Yeah, like fifteen to the seventeen. They didn't. I don't know when Gregor Mendel started doing his pee pods and stuff like that, but like I I don't think they knew that. 
what they were doing was it wasn't illegal no, it no, just no. was kind of weird i just mean like i don't think they knew what they do what they were doing was like inhumane where it's like obviously you're not supposed to do this because like your babies are going to come out deformed and you're making them have a harder life so like, yeah i don't want to like shit on them because that's like people being like oh my god you smoked cigarettes in the 50s and they're like we didn't know what cigarettes did to us yeah everybody I mean? did it so it's like yeah i guess it was more common than anything. it was more common it so. was more common but it wasn't very common for it to be going for like decades and yeah. st- like strictly just that i mean two people were like hey i i find this other person pretty cute you know and i've known her my whole life that's not my cousin you know yeah so uh believe it or not there are a few very famous people from history who were inflicted by this jaw yo are you serious one being uh marie Antoine- antoinette Ooh, let them eat cake i don't think she ever said that but she got her head chopped off so what yep. up Although she was historically known for her beauty, many cases forgot to mention her projecting lower lip, uh, which, you know, with uh, being a minor thing, uh, it appeared that she uh, she just had an adorable constant pout. You know, it's, you know, it's kind of weird too. The fact that they're like, oh, uh, she was so beautiful, but like, the standard of beauty back then was like. You put a layer of white paint on your face, yeah, you, and you wear a wig, and you don't take a bath for a month, and you're like, yeah, that's not. The you just same had you standard. just had to have money to be considered beautiful, which it, I mean can kind of reflect now, I guess. Do you but, know like like royalty, like 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 really high up people didn't brush their teeth because they thought brushing your teeth was a sign of like weakness. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, pussy. So it's like. I mean, what is really like beauty is is in the eye of the era, I guess. You yeah, know what I no, mean? for sure, for sure. Um, so yeah, so she had a very minor uh, jaw of this issue. Okay, so not big. Which uh, she got off easy compared to the last of the Habsburgs who ruled over Spain, um, and uh, this would be Charles II who took the throne in 1665. So uh, Charles II of Spain was nicknamed. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, El Hecajizio Dito, El Hecajizio, uh, which translates into the, the cow he- mouth. It uh, it uh, translates into the hexed one. Oh, yeah. So uh, he had a lower jaw that was so jacked up that he struggled to speak or even eat a meal. Are you uh, fucking kidding me? That bad? That bad. Um, but his jaw was far from the worst thing that he got from generations of incest. Kings Charles, King Charles II of Spain was incredibly short, weak, unable to have children, mentally handicapped, and suffered from numerous intestinal problems and could not speak until he was four years old. Put him on a big chair. Let him rule the country. That's what blows my mind. It's like how, like, I mean, just because you're, like, bloodline doesn't mean, I mean, that's why we don't really do that in most places now, but it's just like. You have someone that has so many issues. It's like, how do you let them rule? Dude, that's a frog prince. If I've yeah. ever seen one, that's a monster of glams that they didn't have a big enough castle to hide him in. Yeah. That jaw could not fit through the drawbridge. <laughs> There's like, I guess we should put him on the throne. But they all like, look like quagmire. <laughs> giggity, giggity, run your country. So uh, one French ambassador who was sent to investigate the king before a marriage wrote back that, in quotes, the Catholic king is so ugly as to cause fear and he looks ill. <laughs> just just roasted him. Just he's, roasted him. He scares me and he's sick. And yeah. I'm sick of how scared he is. I mean, I'm scared of how sick he is. Yeah. 
So, uh, what was it that left Charles II so messed up? His father, Philip IV, had married his own sister's daughter. A dangerously close relationship that made Philip IV Charles II's father and great-uncle. Um, <laughs> it's... See, th- that's a family tree I don't want to see because there's too many fucking lines. It's like a circle. <laughs> it's, it's, it is a circle. It's a family bush. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, scientists believe now that even though his father married and had a kid with his niece, um, through the decades of incest building up, it would have just it would have been just as bad as him having a child with his own sister because it just like piled up so much to the point that it's like she could have been his twin sister and it it wouldn't have been worse. I mean, do you think that there was like any hesitation for any of them to be like I'm going to date my niece? And do you think he was just like I no. don't like I don't really like I mean, this. didn't didn't Woody Allen date his niece or something like that? No, Woody Woody <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Wait, no, Woody Allen dated a girl that he adopted. Oh, who? Oh. So yeah, he adopted that one's just morally bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like he, not scientifically. He adopted this girl who from like Vietnam or something like that, and then when she turned eighteen, they started dating, which Yikes. was like that's not technically the right way to go about it. But like he technically yeah. like it just looks bad. It looks really bad. You know yeah, you I mean? could say that. So, um, but I mean, what's what's worse? Like, it's all bad. No, I know, but like, but this I mean, family I get, like, is like, yeah. the, it's blood niece. It's like one is just like uh, legal. I don't know. Sounds like I'm defending Woody Allen, but like, I don't know. It's just I feel like it's one of those things that you can't really blame them because it's like so many centuries uh, or decades of like their families doing this shit that it's like they don't know it's wrong. Exactly. It's just yeah. like we have. It's like oh okay yeah well we have to we have to date within the family and you're yeah. Like, I guess the nieces. Uh, she's kind of cute with the jaw because it looks like mine and I think I'm cute and yeah. I also think that birds are my friends and mm-hmm. I talk to them um, I'm King Birdbath third. <laughs> Um so scientists also said that Charles died at the age of 39 which made him a miracle because they think that he was an accumulation of two centuries worth of harmful traits being, pass- being passed down to a single body so wait so he didn't get a girl um, I believe he did, but he was unable to have children, so the bloodline stopped with him. Oh, because nature's like, yo, Stop. fuck this. Stop it. Yeah, exactly. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Um, and uh, that is where the Royal Habsburg bloodline came to a dead halt. Uh, just goes to show that sometimes the one thing that we believe is the best thing for us ends up being the thing that ends it all. So please think twice before you decide to try to rule the world field with a army of inbred children. Duly noted. I was yeah, don't do it. I was it was in the back of my mind. I wasn't like I mean we've all considered it obviously. <laughs> Yeesh. Anyway. I carumba. That's crazy though. Holy shit. It just Because you knew what happened back then, but you've never actually heard the, the tales. I mean, like people when Game of Thrones came out, people were like, This is so fucked up. He's he's marrying his sister. I'm like, you know it's just like read a textbook, buddy. I'm like, this is history. This is like nothing new, you know? Yeah. So it's like I know we have morals now where we don't do that because we understand the implications of like, you know, 
dating too close. I mean, and even like we have problems with Woody Allen who like didn't date too close, but like legally she, cause we signed a piece of paper that like mm-hmm. she was his daughter. So yeah. it's like that even like the fake daughter thing is like weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, she's not his real daughter, but like she's a, she's adopted. So yeah. it's, it's just weird. We, we have higher standards now and uh, <laughs> we're also not, you know, we, we have a, uh, in Who most, knows, you know, maybe in a couple hundred years from now, people are going to be like, ew, they dated their own species? That's exactly. disgusting. They all came from the same puddle. Yeah, I'm having I'm having sex with a jellyfish as of right now. And is that? Oh. It is painful. That's that smell. It is painful. I've been seeing you wince in pain. <laughs> anyway, well, thank you guys for tuning in. We love it when you do, and we love telling you these stories. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, giving us an hour or whatever. How long were you? what we're at an hour and 11 minutes basically an hour and 11 minutes of your time thank you so much we really appreciate it yeah if you guys want more information you guys could go to our instagram facebook instagram facebook instagram facebook i can't think of the last one twitter oh yeah and uh go follow us there go to campstrange.com we got all the hyperlinks there and if you guys want to send us some spooky stories or just an email in general either dm us on instagram or just send it to campstrange podcast at gmail.com or click the contact tab in our website and we will love to you know send you a little something back and uh yeah we also have uh if you could rate review and subscribe that would be amazing we haven't we haven't mentioned that in a while so uh if you guys could do that we'd love it on apple Podcasts or Mm -hmm. whatever you're listening to this on and uh if you guys want a shirt or a mug or one of those two, because that's all we have right now. Go fucking buy it. Go. Because we're not giving that out for free anymore. <laughs> that time has passed. <laughs> we're too poor. So um, go check that out. Uh, they're soft shirts and they're hard mugs. So go see it and check it out. And um, David, what else do we got? Got a paper bag full of chicken wings. <laughs> see, that's the thing. That's the problem now. You're too ready, and I'm not ready. Because I've said all that stuff, and it's like so on the mind that paper bag full of chicken wings. Okay, um, we have a toothpaste tube full of salmon paste. I got the toilet paper from the White House. Yeah, I stole it. We have curlers. You could... You, we have your mom's curlers you could put in your hair. And are they beer cans? They're not beer cans. They're they're the they're the Velcro curlers that are different colors. And now you just look like a. Do people still use those? My mom did when I was little. Yeah, I feel like my grandma used to use them, but I, I feel like I haven't seen anybody use them in a mm-hmm. while. Um, I've got a uh, Snoop Dogg's mail he threw away. I went digging in his garbage. <laughs> we have band aids that don't stick to your cuts. Actually, they do stick to your cuts, but they stick. The sticky part is on your cut. And, and the loose like, parts oh. on the skin. Yeah, and you're like, oh, no, what have I done? Oh, no. It's bad. And then your skin's all, like, weird looking underneath, and it's all yeah. white and, and formless. I got a gel that makes your skin green. I have headphones that just scream in your ears. I've got a kite that looks like a velociraptor. I got Bluetooth that's red teeth. Red tooth. Red teeth. <laughs> is it is it too late to patent red tooth? <laughs> red teeth. Red teeth. Mm-hmm. I've got a Maltese. <laughs> I got a Falcon. <laughs> I've got the Maltese Falcon. Um, I've got a soft ball full of gerbils. <laughs> I got Heelys and a hill in San Francisco. <laughs> Boy, let it rip, huh? <laughs> dangerous. That's more dangerous than sex in your cousin. 
Yeah, probably. I'd say so. I would hope so. You're going to end up with that fucking jaw when you reach the bottom of that hill. Mm-hmm. I've got a rifle that shoots love. <laughs> that's so 70s of you, dude. <laughs> wow, that's very cool. Yeah. I have a placard for your desk that says, Bad Bitch in Charge. I've got a guy that's going to follow you around work and just break dance right behind you. I got tiny pants for your shirts. I got tiny shirts for your tiny pants. <laughs> I, don't, I think that's it. I don't know what the fuck we're talking about anymore. I don't know how many deep we're supposed to do this, but mm-hmm. if you guys are still listening, good on you. Good on you. Okay, well, thank you guys for tuning in. Like I said, we love it, and we love you, and we love all of this spooky shit and weird shit and strange shit. Mm-hmm. So, David, do you have anything else to say before we leave? Um, don't forget to be conscious of where you are ripping open that Velcro wallet because uh, movie theater is not a good place to be doing that. <laughs> and don't forget to stay strange. <laughs>